Countries that don't exist anymore, they used to exist but not anymore. Now you know what this podcast is for, it's countries that don't exist anymore. Hello and welcome to Countries That Don't Exist Anymore. This is the in-between episode after Willoughbyland. If you haven't heard Willoughbyland episode yet, what are you doing? Go back and listen to it. It's the one just before this one. And while you're at it, also check out our socials. Now, I don't just say this just to promo the socials for no reason. It's because there's all sorts of interesting things happening at the Facebook at CTDEAPod, Twitter at CTDEAPod, always the same, always the same, and our website CTDEAPod.com, where the host of the show and main researcher, Ed, who also happens to be my brother, though I think it's a coincidence, has been very busy creating lovely new content for you to entertain. So make sure you go and check out the socials. You've been busy, Edward, haven't you? That's right, uh, Phil. Even though I'm rapidly approaching 40, my dreams of being a social media manager are finally coming to fruition. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's lit. Um, hashtag um, flame icon. Uh, emoji, damn it, that's what they say. Um, yeah, <laughs> so anyway, thank you. Well, it's be lovely to be a returning host to this countries that don't exist anymore podcast. Uh, and speaking of returning people, we have a... What I like to call a friend of the show, in that he's yes. been on the show two times, uh, which is more than I've had m- most of my friends to my house in the last few years in London, uh, and with lockdown, suddenly that's a thing. Uh, so if you please welcome back to the show, com- comedy writer, uh, actor, and because he's been on before, he doesn't get a very long introduction, it's Mike Shepherd. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Good to be back. Season two, surprise return. Yeah. What a twist. Who saw me coming? And a beloved character coming back, not at the beginning of season two, as you might expect. He's been, they've held him back and then they've released him. Yeah, mid-season, mid-season surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, well, it's sort of towards the end of the the season. Um, So it's, it's, it's unique in the way that it's, really hasn't been thought out very well no well i mean in in, in that that's so uh, a, a surprise return of a much loved character and not thought out very well this is beginning to sound a lot like a jet mercurio drama it's gold and mike i noticed uh, you've still got you've still got the souvenir from the last time you came on the show i have hey. I've, got, I've, got, I've, I've got one of your coasters i've got all the merch um, you're doing very well. Ed, Ed, Ed has been doing very well on the on the old social meds. I mean, you're you're, an, you're basically influencers now. I can't think of anyone more influential when it comes to the discussion of defunct nation states on the internet. <laughs> I mean, there's a few other channels, but uh, we'll we'll get them just yet. Countries that don't exist anymore. In your uh, ponderings and your historical reading, Mike, had you ever come across Willoughby Land before? Um, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yes, because of Afra Ben, I think was my way into um, into this, and I think in in the podcast you it's her quote, um, isn't it, about Byam, the governor? Yeah, the fine fawning fellow, sort of. I think it's yeah, something like that. Something like that. It's it, uh, but yeah. So Afra Ben, who I think is one. Afra Ben is one of those people who should be like on anybody's list of uh, sort of dream dinner party guests when you want to look clever. You know, and you've said Oscar Wilde and Stephen Fry and Socrates yeah, and Einstein. Uh, I, yeah, this. Is I, I, I mean, again, on a side note, I, I do genuinely believe that anybody that tries to make themselves look clever by making a dream dinner party list, that there should be some kind of arbiter in the universe whereby it is then sort of forced to happen to you, and you have to live out <laughs> what it would be like to share a creme brulee with Goebbels and you know, <laughs> Max Beerbohm tree. 
Um, I, don't know, I don't know why anyone's invited Goebbels. That was just the that was the name that popped into my head. Um, also, I, you would just freeze up and start talking about you know the latest phone you've got or whatever. Like, you, there's no way you could. I mean, it's just one of those things where if you put these people around the table, they would have nothing. The dinner in common. party chat would just not be happening. Confusing. This is yeah. it. Like that. I mean, sure. Um, yeah, Aristotle's great if you want to discuss ethics, but has he seen Strictly? Has he bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Willoughby Land. Um, it, it's it's as as a name, isn't it? it? I don't think it has much currency, but as as that sort of lost colony that turns up in Afrobend's Orinoco or Orinuku, this kind of early proto novel that is somehow semi-biographical um so afro ben for anyone who doesn't know was pretty much the english language's first professional female writer she was a playwright wrote things like the rover um kind of knockabout comedies she was a spy um just a sort of one, one of those sort of all-round cool people that were um were kicking the shit out of it in the late 17th century and somebody who would be great to have uh, at your dinner party because absolutely like she'd be well I mean, she, so she'd be yeah she'd be on my list uh without yeah. doubt but um, yes, yeah, so in her earlier life, it seems that she turned up in Guyana and uh, and and witnessed the, the the life of the colony, and uh, and then later wove it into this kind of little novel that has a kind of lost love story of an African prince who's sold into slavery and uh, then reunites with his with the love of his life, and they but then they're still slaves. He rebels, and then his plan is to kill. The governor then kill himself, and, and he kills his wife first as well. You know, for safety, to save her the uh, <laughs> to save her the the, the, the trouble of cleaning well, up. It, well, it's actually, that's interesting. Um, the Afro Ben thing, because uh, it's actually it was mentioned in um, Matthew Parker's Willoughby Land. It was a, there's a great sort of spy bit that goes underneath, and I thought, well, this seems really like a fascinating tale with so much intrigue and, you know, uh, uh, the difficulties of being a woman in that time. And I'll leave it out because uh, if I do, I'll just get the most basic details in there and make a better episode. Um, mm. You know, so, um, but what's interesting about that is in Afro-Ben, Orinoco, that play was, I think it was played on the West End. And um, there wasn't a dry eye in the house for, you know, um, for sympathy for the for the character and uh, obviously people are like oh it's so upsetting that a slave should have to go through all this and then they're like oh well back to slavery yep okay cool um so it's just one of those that, that's well, where, i mean that, but that's, uh, but that's that's true to that although oddly i think so she wrote it as a prose novel um and then yeah. it was it was somebody else who adapted it for the for the theater i think there are some differences in the stage version um, I mean, it all sounds—it's all pretty melodramatic. In but the uh, there is, I think, there's a there is a change in the ending. I think in the stage version. Yeah, I don't know why um, that appealed to also, the. But also, but, I th I think Orinoco is because he's because he's a prince. That's what makes it sad, because he's you know aristocracy. Um, because in the thing, I believe he's he still keeps slaves almost straight away. He's like, well, I'll just get some more slaves then. So it's not. Well, a, in, the, know, it's in, not in like the novel, he has a he he learns French from a French slave that he has while he's a prince. So he, it's mm. a. I mean, it's an interesting one actually. I, I thought that um, the Afro Ben, because the whole enslave the enslavement story in Orinoco, is um, it. Can't, I'll have to remember this properly, but it's basically an English captain. Um, there's an English captain who sort of just happens to meet them. 
um, um, and then sort of kidnaps them. But and it, so it wasn't sort of that they kind of you know the 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 English aren't made to look particularly good in the story, even though it's written by an English writer. It's not like, well, you know, the slave trade was going on, it was a part of international commerce, and actually most people were enslaved, uh, you know, were enslaved at an earlier stage in, in Central Africa and then sold through Arab slave markets <laughs> to uh, to European traders. So, if yeah, anything, yeah, it was we, a global yeah. crime. Yeah. We, didn't, we, didn't, we yeah. didn't invent slavery, guys, OK? So yeah. just get off our backs about it. But, yeah, so in, in Afro-Ben, she, I mean, maybe it's just a narrative device, but basically it's an English sea captain who goes get on my boat uh sorry too late the engine's running uh we're not not in the 17th century oh i've put the sorry mate i've left the sails up now yeah (laughs) great yeah yeah if we if we have to if we wait here for another second we'll have to then stay here for three fucking months because that's how sailing works it's ridiculous I'm amazed anyone got anywhere. I mean, um, it is. It is. I mean, that the whole story. I think of all these kind of colonies, and and especially in this period in the 17th century. And I think you got to to this in the in the podcast. Is you think, why? Why did people like, yeah. tr- go through these absolutely horrendous lengths? And yet we did, didn't we? And also, once you mention, once you find out somewhere is there that it exists, that there are these whole other mm. continents that people in Europe didn't know about. Um, like they felt the urge to get there, and 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 then and also people were travelling and crossing continents. Like there were Native American it. Native American people who were being captured and taken to Spain, and then ending up in London, and then getting back, and people crisscrossing the ocean. Afro Ben goes to Guyana, goes back to London, you know. And you think that these were all journeys that potentially, you know, it's not like getting an easy jet flight. All of these things no. could kill you. Like quite yeah, they took easily. ages. Yeah, and they, take they took ages, ages and you they didn't have much of a life expectancy. So it's a big chunk of your life taken out just sort of being sick on a boat. And you know, and as you say, and all you really have to go on as to like, there's no trip advisor to find out that it's no. this kind of land of sweet sugar and you know nice plantations, which it was for a bit, maybe, you yeah. know, and. and but or as Ed pointed out, what was that? I'm trying to remember what the line was. Was it uh, what were the maggots that eat your eyeballs? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that you know that's never going to make it into the brochure. But basically, in the 17th century, all you have is somebody turns up in a pub and says, "Tell you what, mate, if you want to spend like if you want to spend all your money and never see your family again and get your ass in three years' time to somewhere on the other side of the world." It's a dream. You will love it. <laughs> That's why I, one-legged, scurvy Pete, recommend. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, did, I, did, I did, um... But then, I mean, yeah. again, I, I was thinking, I think I thought you were being incredibly harsh on um, Sir Walter Raleigh uh, in in this episode. <laughs> but, and I, and I, and I, but then, like, is it, like... I mean, he was basically talking somewhere up in the hope of grubbing up some investment, some startups, you know, yeah. some cash for his startup. And this is it. I mean... We, we we kind of think of these kind of people as great adventurers, you know, striding off in their hose in a into the sort of the unknown territories and and defeating the Spanish and slaughtering native peoples. But they're basically like someone talking loudly into a phone in a Shoreditch coffee shop. Like they're, yeah. they're just they're, they're just Yo, desperate 20K. for you to hear them. Yeah. Yeah, snorting a line of meat pies and uh, talking bollocks. Um, no, but that actually takes us on quite nicely to um, uh, some of, well, at least Walter Raleigh's claims, which I thought were obviously very interesting because he had to market the place. But at the same time, he was what I really, what I really love about um, 
sort of historical travelers is that they often they're searching for or they kind of affirm um a lot of myths and legends around which people go out of their way to try and find. So I thought what we'd do is um, I'd run through some of these. One of them uh, is something which I point out in the podcast, which Walter Raleigh confirmed the existence of in Guyana. Um, and then I've got a couple of others. Um, so the first one um, is the Blemies, the race of men with their faces in their stomachs. Akephalos, men without heads. In the, they, Yeah, it's... Uh... That's right. Oh. They, yes, they could, that's right. That's the was that the um, ancient Greek yeah. version? It's been kicking ages, around. You know? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't invent yeah. this. You know, I think this is the thing: is that people see, especially when people have heard a story, they'll then see. People will find what they're looking for, aren't they? I mean, this is yeah, it's yeah. like that thing about manatees and mermaids. Like if you're a if you you yeah. know, for you know, all it starts off. You you hear about mermaids, then suddenly you're a sailor who's had a bit too much to drink, and then. Suddenly, you're paying child support for some very ugly manatee babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, hey, what, uh, Walter what was the, uh, sorry, what was the head? What was the face in their chest? Race of people called again. The original name for them is the Blemies, but that's yeah. that's to do with the Nile or Libya type. What um, Walter Raleigh reported, or at least confirmed, was they lived in Guyana and they were known as the uh, Awepanoma. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I really liked about that is that he wasn't as you know mike said he didn't invent the thing they the the legend has been around for you know at least until the ancient greeks if not before mm. they but it's weird in the originally they were thought to live in the nile or uh, the nile or libya uh, but then sort of as it went on and you know you'd get to a place and you realize they weren't there so oh they must be somewhere else i mean yeah, once the world becomes more familiar to you, doesn't it? You've got like the exotic things yeah. have to be they have to be further and further away. So they yeah, they've been placed in in Africa, and then obviously in the yes. ancient world people then became quite familiar with northern Africa. So they when they've been as far down the Nile as Sudan. So like well they must be in India, but then yeah, obviously India. then people well, kind fact, of get more awareness of India and then then you once you start finding more now there's a whole host of other new foreign places that are very difficult to get to you with like, well they must be there. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I just love the idea that actually because that was a real driving factor for Portuguese sailors to find a route to India. I just love the idea of them, you know, on the ship and they're like, Okay, uh, just a quick uh straw poll of sailors who's sailing to India to trade and get rich. Oh, one hand. Everybody else? Yeah, men with faces. Got to find those headless <laughs> men. I mean, it's odd, isn't it? You kind of want to know what it, what the origin of that because it's not that. It doesn't seem that imaginative, does it? Like it, it seems no. like if you're if you're the sailor in the pub and people are, mm. have, have said, "Tell us the stories of the strange lands you've been to," and like it's quite like I feel like you're really reaching if you go. And then there's a place where people have eyes in their chests. Those are nipples, mate. Those are nipples. You've you've seen people with bad posture and big yeah. nipples. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying and I'm not saying that's not cool, but it's 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 scarier than men with faces in their chest. Yeah. Actually, I think <laughs> big nipples. Oh no. Really? Um, uh, but I think uh, actually, let's not be nipple-sized fascists on this. All all let's be nipple positive here. <laughs> that's true. Like a th- um, someone with a foot in their nose or something. I mean, it just it really is pulled literally out of his arse which is probably his armpit (laughs) 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 so i'll give you the name of another um uh, mythical race and you if you see 
see if you can tell me what you think these are or describe. Uh, Sinocephaly or Sinocephalus. Does that ring okay. any bells? Mike, Mike, you want to go? Are, there, are these like the people with one giant foot? No, no. Okay. no. I think so. You said was it your sinusophilus? So it sounds to me. So, have they got like a, a one, like just one big hole where their nose is? No, I think I have that. Oh, actually. is it multiple no, heads? A... Are these people with multiple heads? No, it's the, it is about their heads, but it's about yes, Kev, sorry, what's, could... they're all what's backwards up with their heads, upside no, down faces. They... These are the dog eyebrows on their heads. Heads are in their armpits. <laughs> their, head, heads are, their heads are where the knackers should be, and their bollocks are at the top of the neck. Okay, if this if this is crystal maze, it's too late. You're past the getting out. Oh, bit. No. You're, you're stuck. Oh no! It's uh, it's their dog-headed men. Um, ah. These are, and these are like not. You know, it sounds ridiculous, but these are obviously a major part of history. There was. Truly believe that dog-headed men were around. They were seen to wore clothes, but they couldn't mm. speak, preferring to bark. Weirdly, but they could understand human phrases such as "good boy" and the verb to walk. Um, yeah. Although they were, they were actually seen as a civilized trading society. In fact, and this is actually true, one famous dog-headed sinocephalus in the in the Orthodox Church was Saint Christopher, um, oh. and. So he's actually, if there are still stained glass windows in the Orthodox tradition with a a saint with a dog's head. And the idea was that he was a dog-headed man who was said to bark and eat human flesh until he met Jesus Christ, who baptised him. He repented of his dog-headed ways and then Mm -hmm. it turned into a human face. Um, Wow. What a story. That's an absolutely brilliant story that's great yeah, yeah did, dog, he, dog did ble- he change well, his uh, diet from pedigree chum to wafers or did he stick no, to, to... to what to nibbling on jesus's arms hence taking communion hence the phrase eight dog out of ten you. disciples prefer <laughs> jesus the weird thing about this is this sounds too good to be true but this is actually a given explanation for this is uh, this can't be right okay but there's uh one of the explanations is a a, due to a mistranslation of uh cananeus uh canaanite someone from cana cana um to Canineus from Canine. I'd like, like, I mean, of all the biblical hey. mistranslations, that one has to be the humdinger. Yeah. Wow. Something... I mean, that, 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 is, that is a more entertaining than that than what happened with that bloody American dictionary where aluminium got misspelled and now they all say yeah. aluminum. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. As simple as that. But, I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, maybe God was just spelt as dog and that's how that, that came about. <laughs> yeah. Um, you never know. I, lo- I love um, the idea that they were like, "Well, they're they're a, they're a viable trading people." The uh, the yeah. <laughs> the dog headed men. It's like that, that that. I feel like now with Brexit, there's quite a lot of the idea of like, "Oh, well, there's will be plenty of trading opportunities." Well, have you ever seen any of those? No, no, you don't need any evidence of it. I just know it's there. But, uh, <laughs> we'll be trading with the dog headed men. Problem is yeah, exactly. when uh, if you, if you, when you export anything to the dog-headed men, they just uh, they just retrieve it and send it immediately back, don't they? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. We don't have any formal agreements, but we've got a few leads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very close. Very very <laughs> the best thing I think I found was that there are a combination of those first two sets of myths into a fu- another creature. Oh, dog-headed uh, chest. So, yeah, a dog man with their head in their 
Yes. <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. Yeah. It's just yeah. adding them up. So if 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 a dog has nipples for eyes for nipples, does it have six yeah. or does it still just have two? Is it? Oh, Ooh, good point. That's a very good point, actually. I, will I, have mean, to look in more... I, I well, can promise you that is the first time in the history of humanity that that sentence has been met with the with the words. <laughs> that is a very good point. But I need to go on. I, I'm sure they'll have it on the History Channel. Um, yeah, no we'll doubt. To, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll cover it. Um, so, so when a when a dog-headed man and a chess-faced woman love each other very much, <laughs> they get together. <laughs> And the result is, you're listening uh, to the Dog Nipple Podcast, (laughs) live on PBS. I'd like you, knowing what you now know about these uh, dog men with heads in their breasts, to tell me what they were called. I'm not suggesting you would get it, but I I think the name's too good to pass up. Have a a go. Have a given name. um, Canities. Canities, nice. Mike? Um, Well, um, so... Asking someone how you're doing in Greek Greek is uh, tikanis. Um, so maybe these are tit tit canis. Oh, oh, well, you're not far away there, actually, Mike. Um, the actual name of the dog men with heads in their breasts is man boobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. One word. Man boobs. Man boobs. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> There's a uh, writing, I'll read you this from Adam of Bremen, who was our, our source, uh, <laughs> inverted commas, on this issue. He was on the he source, said, more like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. H- holy wafers and... Um, uh, Have you just it, um... stumbled upon a 15th century copy of Viz? <laughs> Viz <laughs> Rogers Profanosaurus. Right, so Adam of Bremen said, Around about the shores of the Baltic Sea, it is said... It is said, brilliant. Yeah. Um, live the Amazons in what is now called the land of women. And when these women come to give birth, if the offspring be of the male sex, they become dogheads. If of the feminine kind, they become the most beautiful women. That, I mean, that, what a that, choice. That, they, they, leave the, they leave the dog-headed baby bit out of the Wonder Woman films, don't they? That's, uh, yeah. That's right. It's like, are you hoping for a boy or a girl? Well, girl, obviously. Um... Living by themselves, the latter spurn consort with men, and if men do come near, even drive them manfully away. The dog heads are men who have their heads on their breasts. They are often seen in Russia as captives, and they voice their words in barks. Hmm. So there we are, Adam of Bremen there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, uh, no, fantastic. I think I've got two words for Adam Abremen. Citation needed, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that should be his uh, biography. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Countries that don't exist anymore. Willoughby Land, um, as we know, is uh, named after Francis Willoughby, the um, fifth Baron Parham. Sir Walter Raleigh obviously wanted to do the same thing with Raleighana. Um, although he mm. never that never really happened. Although had he waited a hundred years later, he could have had Raleigh, North Carolina, named after him. Ah. But he sadly wasn't around to see that very middling town. He gets quite yeah. a few oh, things oh. named after him, doesn't he? I think Walter Raleigh is as one of the people has a rare distinction of having uh, naval ships of different countries' navies named after him. I think there's a USS Raleigh as well as having been an HMS Raleigh. I'd like to do a quiz on that basis called Who's That Place Named After Quiz? 
Who's that place named after quiz? Uh, if you would like to follow along on this quiz, go to, make sure you go to ctdeapod.com and you will be able to play the entire quiz. Uh, so, but first, uh, actually, go and do it now. Do all this content back. you're generating. Yeah. Do the content. Oh, ridiculous. Was that the, uh, was that the uh, countries that don't exist anymore website, ctdeapod.com, Ed? That's the very same one, Phil. Um, oh, yeah. Don't go to, don't go to ctdeapod.com. Uh, tv.com because those bastards are stealing our stealing <laughs> our views as an we, acronym we, it we, does, yes. as a set of initials it does sound like it should be like a US government enforcement agency <laughs> yeah. this, this is it this is what we want to do we're going to shut down shut down all other history podcasts from yeah. a CTDA yeah this is it okay so we'll start off easy we and then we'll hopefully we'll get obscure well we should this is another merch opportunity phil you should never just mm. stop at coasters um <laughs> so f- fingers on buzzers off we go uh who was this place named after number one constantinople okay here we go constantine the great. Well, of course, because it was before it was Constantinople, um, it was Byzantium, which is a Greek colony. So it was named after Byzas, the sort of semi-legendary, semi-historical founder of that Greek colony way back in Half the sixth century Mike. Half BC. A point. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was because I thought that was going to be a sort of QI style thing where I say Constantine, and then you go. Oh, no, no, not no. Oh no, his real name Still. was Kenneth, and yeah, and he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he wasn't a real Christian. They'll tell you that for a start. Yeah. But... yeah, he was. He was only called Constantine until uh, he turned twenty, and then he gave a different name. Okay, next place. Who was it named after? New York. Okay. Um, I reckon that is uh, the man we would know as King James the Second and Seventh. Uh, who was Duke of York at the time that the old switcheroo took place, Correct. 1667. Correct. Golden points there. Oh, and actually, nice. it, does, it does link, of course, to our episode, because that's uh, England had to swap out um, Willoughby yeah. Land or the area for New York. So that's legit. Well, I was, I was going to say the grand old Duke of York, but isn't that the same person? Oh, speaking of which, although slightly differently, Humpty Dumpty, nothing to do with what you just said, Phil, but another nursery yeah. line. Also based on the idea of a blemmy uh, character face in middle of chest. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than an egg. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know Humpty are. Dumpty came from the 1648 Siege of Colchester, where it was a well, cannon might, placed on a church have, tower. Uh, he did, have, he did well have done, his face in his chest. He did have his face in his chest. Exactly right. No, I mean, no, I'd, um, I'd much prefer it if Colchester was under siege by like a, a, an absolutely <laughs> raging man with, <laughs> with nipple eyes. A really hard boiled egg. Um, okay, so, so, um, okay, this is a, a bit of an underarm ball for you, uh, Virginia. I'm going to say, is that Elizabeth the first, the Virgin? Correct. Quang. Correct. And how does this relate to what we've been talking about so far? Oh well, well it was. Okay. Was it Riley who did it? I mean, he was. Yeah, that's right. He was so, his yeah. suggestion. He's dishing out the He's names. Like, we, should, to... we should call it after the Queen's virginity. Yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't <laughs> it? It's like, Ugh. Ugh. I don't care how many people she hasn't banged. The Queen <laughs> hasn't done it, land. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there was there was a meet, like, there's a su- suggestion of like alternative names, and they're like, mm, loose Liz. No, well, no, yeah, Virginia. We'll go for that. Okay. Ne- oh, next man. one. Next one. Uh, Uzbekistan. Buzz. Uh, it's that I think is um, the Emperor Uzbek, who oh. was the successor to uh, the Mongol Empire. Um, you're not a million miles off. Um, it's uh, Ozbeg Khan of the Golden Horde. Um, ah. So, you know, yeah, not too bad. And it's very hordy, so pretty good. Uh, no, I didn't know uh, that's half, where the, half, the Uzbeks... Half, half a point, Phil, but that's, I haven't I get half a up. point, because I was just actually yep. talking out of my armpit. Well, there we are. <laughs> that's that's all you need for a history degree. Woo-hoo. You just need to order your lies appropriately. And it's all about narrative. Everyone knows that. Okay, next place. Uh, who's this named after? Augsburg, Germany. Is it Augsburg? Augsburg. It's not going to be... Augustus, is it? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Correct. He groped around and he got it. Well, that's yeah. very good. <laughs> he literally imagined some letters and tried yeah, to think and, of similar things. Unlike, unlike Elizabeth. Uh, next one, uh, <laughs> New Orleans. I'm going to take this one, and I'm, I might be wrong, because if it, cause I, I assume it is after the Duke d'Orléans. Oh, that's, inco- that's incorrect, actually, Mike. It's after Tony New. Uh, no, not really. You're <laughs> right. It is, it is <laughs> but yeah, yes, I guess Philippe it's a the French sec- nobility uh, one because it's in Louisiana. Yes. A- yeah, that's right. Philip II, Philippe II, Duc d'Orleans. Uh, one or two more of these uh, because I thought these were interesting. Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is Philip the Second of Spain, isn't it? That they are named after. Very good. So they, uh, they were, they were. That was back when the Pacific Ocean was a Spanish Mare Nostrum, and uh, they uh, this is it. they basically had the control of everything. That's why the the galleons that went from South America to the Philippines were largely unprotected, and little Frankie Drake came uh, came in and exactly. kicked their ass. And it all went right until the pirates ruined it. Um, then, okay, so that this one I thought was just really interesting um, because of the place and the person. This, this yeah, this one's a bit uh, odd. Uh, Mauritius. Uh, is it American chat show host Maury Povich? <laughs> Again, <laughs> sure. Uh... He, well, he sure he sure loves those cocktails and those. Beachy broads, so maybe. Um, Phil? It's Lord, Lord Morris, 12th Baron of Kent. Okay, well, you're not a million miles away. Uh, it's actually, it's actually <laughs> Morris, it of, Morris of Nassau, the stadtholder of the Dutch Republic. Um, I thought no, that was well, quite no, nice. No, it's not a million, but then and nowhere's a million miles away, as long as you're still in Earth. No, but it's probably a couple of hundred miles away. I just like the idea of a stadtholder of the Dutch Republic now giving the name to some paradise. Yeah. Um, so just totting up the scores there, Mike thrashed Phil. We don't need to know anything <laughs> further. I, 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 um, I think that's fairly obvious. So I, 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 uh, forgot, I, did... I forgot to buzz after a while, and I was just saying things out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, you, you, you were just coasting. I'm very after poor. That. There was. I'm sorry, Phil. That was that was poor sportsmanship no, okay. on my part. But you I... will have buzzed because they will appear in post. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can retract that apology. Oh no! And that, the, 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 this is this is match fixing now. This is match fixing. <laughs> Who's that place named after quiz? 
Some some other ones which I thought were quite nice, or at least when I was looking through this, some interesting ones that came up, uh, which still exists actually. Uh, a place called Abbottabad in Pakistan, yes. and that's named after. You know about this? Yeah, he was. Well, that, that's, that's, he was. Well, he was. He, was he the surveyor of that part of? It's like the chief surveyor of. Uh, yeah, India. yeah, Major James Abbott. Yeah, um, and his still his name is still there, Abbottabad. Yeah, uh, which is wow. brilliant. Um, and then, meanwhile, along those lines, um, Huzovska, which is no longer exists, it's, it was founded in Ukraine by Welsh industrialist John Hughes, but is now known as Donetsk, which you would have heard of. Um, mm. And then I really liked um, Denver, Colorado. Not It's not so strange, but it was named after a celebrated man of the time, James W. Denver. Uh, but he visited twice, but got really fucking annoyed because no one gave him a hero's welcome. Oh, I just wow. love the idea of Poor him bus. walking around going, uh, it's me, guys, Denver, it's me. guys. And no one gave a shit. Uh, I, like I, I liked Well, they're all the... I've, then, in, again, from sort of like the hangover of colonial history, it's a, it's a, you get places now and sort of quite, you know, well-known cities and things like that that are just named after people that had, like, cabinet positions in 19th century British governments, like sort of yeah. Stanley or Brisbane and things like that. It's a... I know it's it's completely weird, especially thinking once upon a time Harare in Zimbabwe was uh, Salisbury, Sol- Salisbury, uh, yeah, was, after Lord Salisbury, Salisbury yeah, Salisbury, Lord Salisbury, exactly. Yeah, until nineteen well, nineteen eighty, I suppose. But uh, um, oh, that's the other one. The one that always got me is the capital of Papua New Guinea, and um, Captain Moresby, who found it. Moresby. Um, um, so Captain Moresby sort of claimed it uh, and then founded. The sort of the, the first settlement or first British settlement in uh, on Papua New Guinea, and very graciously he names the place Port Moresby in brackets after his father. Lovely gesture. Oh, you're like, oh, no, if your name is Moresby and you're and you're calling it Port Moresby, and you're like, oh, I'm not arrogant. It's a tribute to my dad. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure, mate. Countries that don't exist anymore. One thing I didn't really mention on the episode is we talked about how slavery was the sort of in some ways the end of willoughby land i.e replacing kind of democratic small farm holding with you know lots of slaves that causing a lot of the population out of willoughby land who also actually made the backbone of its militia so actually when it was uh, invaded by the dutch it put up very little resistance because and that this will really shock you but apparently if you create a militia out of slaves they don't really want to fight very yeah. hard <laughs> oh my isn't God. that weird what happened apparently was when the uh, guns started blazing um on, on at the fort, at fort willoughby from the uh dutch ships the the captain of the men who was only the only person who's basically free was he said oh these rascals they they just jump down and hide on their bellies and just because <laughs> they're like why are we we wouldn't we don't want to fight this is ridiculous it's like, yeah, we want to be held in slavery by this guy, not that guy. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah. thought that was quite that was quite ironic. When sort of it was a fitting end, I suppose. This is kind of what happens when you, you know, you take away anyone who actually has a reason to fight for this place. Yes, you can't. Yeah, you, well... you can't expect expect a kind of sort of mindless loyalty, a, a sort of you know, a sort of mirage of national pride if you're not mm. if, there, if there's no real stake in it at all. I mean, you think because there were so many positive things, weren't there? You talk about the sort of the building of the synagogue, the fact that. Jewish people could worship freely. There's this kind of 
climate of the you know there is a kind of weirdly utopian period in this tiny plantation based country but yeah slavery yeah. You, once you, the problems of a slave economy isn't it you you i mean i always still think about i mean the roman empire did all right for many hundreds of years but you you've got to think well why did why did technology never progress or things like that it's because once you got slaves you you know you you, you don't need you know, that they're 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 easy to fix you can get new ones you you know you, yeah. it sort of stops an inquiring mind doesn't it and you can you can become incredibly lazy i always think about the the romans who sort of did use people as a kind of personal organizer you'd have a if you were rich enough you'd have a slave that whose job it was just to remember everybody's name that you'd met you think these yeah, are jo- these are jobs that a reasonable person should be able to do with not well, without it, it, without having to without having to make a human being into a chattel. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like a say Siri set a reminder. You know that it's just taking yeah. away any our own initiative, handing it over to automatons, uh, and that's that's going to spell the end of us. No, but, but yeah, I'm asking asking slaves to to fight for you, and you say, well, no, I'm not asking you for me. Do it for my father. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who also has my name. Damn you, Morsby! <laughs> now, Orinoco, I've always been... It's Fred, sir. Yes, Fred. Now, when I took you and your three brothers across, I, I brought you into my bosom. Sure, two of them died on the trip over, but uh, you take the rough with the smooth. Yeah. I've come to look at you as not just property, but also soldiers. <laughs> Here's a gun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would love to say that there was obviously the happy ending where at the end of it, the the, the famously liberal and chillax Dutch took over and it was all mm. just chilling, chilling out and equality thereafter. But uh, nope, just got worse. Well, um, I mean, I, I, in, in, in certainly in, in the 17th century, I think the the Dutch uh, were notoriously brutal. I mean, these are like a, mm. they were waterboarding people to death and... Uh, um, yeah, uh, early early encounters with the Dutch East India Company, the uh, English East India Company, were very brutally killed uh, on the island of mm. Run and things like that. So, uh, yeah, they they're not uh, they're not these kind of weed smoking, uh, easy going. Yeah, they've changed their tune. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Next, actually, next series we're going to do the um, Republic of Izo, which is uh, A.K.A. the Republic of Samurai, uh, the end of the um, Japanese Civil War um, between Imperial uh, troops and uh, the armies of the Shogun. And so it's almost in the same way how you can have a national makeover, because obviously that nowadays you might you think of Japan, we think of the same things, of course, large laughing cartoon cats um and and flying penises around you know and, 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 school and, and all that stuff but once it wasn't just whimsy it was very very serious and very angry people um, well, so, yeah you know, well I mean, obviously i think you know, the speed nationalism from sort of 1868 through to 1945 japan was uh of that era had some just mind-boggling nationalism, like when you're when you're telling sort of three-year-old kids that they've dishonoured the family and must kill themselves. I think yeah. <laughs> wow. A bit too far. Just go to your room, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go. You have to go and sit on the naughty sword. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Countries that don't exist anymore. Our next episode coming up, we're going to be covering the Soviet Republic of Bavaria, which is again, it's just another little, it's a post-World War One experiment, uh, just as Willoughby Lamb was an experiment. Which had, a, experiment, I, I believe, had a, featured a, a junior civil servant by the name of... Uh, Adolf Hitler on its staff. Well, if it is, then I better go back and do an edit because well, I don't. Think he... <laughs> I'm sure that the Bavarian social. Oh, I, 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 this is this is a this is me remembering something very. Uh... Yes, no, no. Uh, Ad, you're absolutely right that Adolf Hitler definitely is floating around uh, at this time. Probably not in the this exact cabinet, but yes, you're mm. right. He is. Uh, he is in the picture. He makes a cameo. We all love Adolf Hitler and a bit of a cameo. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a he's a crowd favorite. You've just got to have him on. Um, yeah, that, that bit. Yeah, uh, when you do the movie of it, you have him in a little background scene, and the camera yeah. will linger a little bit too long as like I, I, he's I, sketching like swastikas onto onto a napkin. Kevin, Kevin McAllister's walking around the Reichstag, and he says, "Excuse me, do you know where the, the toilet is?" Hitler's going on down the hall and on the left, and everyone's like, "Ah, it's Hitler." <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll raise it. Yes, where, where? Sorry, sir, where are the toilets? He's like, "Oh, they're just they're just straight up the stairs." That gives me an idea for a solution. <laughs> what we want to say, of course, Mike, is thank you so much for Woo! joining us. We would love to also, because we know you've been very busy, you were uh, um, doing the uh, Museum of Curiosity. Could you share anything further coming up for you and the exciting roller coaster ride of BBC um, Rider, Mike Shepherd? Um, yes, um, I can tell you for starters that if you enjoy this kind of chat about things um then why not listen to the latest series of the news quiz on radio 4 um which should all be up on bbc sounds to listen to uh even though it'll be increasingly untopical now it'll still be funny it's all hosted by the excellent andy zaltzman who is very very clever and funny uh and i got to work on that show so that is worth checking out i think as you know, for anyone working in comedy at the moment, uh, planning the future is pretty hard to do. Uh, we've all had some gigs, uh, and then we had some gigs cancelled while they're even in the planning stages. I have had a few gigs recently. My advice to you is, if you are somebody who would like to go to a comedy club, is just if you see it is open, go that night, because you do not know <laughs> whether yeah. uh, it's going to be uh, open the following week. So uh, give, them, give them a hand. If you're in East London, particularly go to the Backyard Comedy Club in Bethnal Green, um, who have always been very nice to me, and, uh, or wherever your local comedy club happens to be. If you see something on, if you like the look of it, go and buy yourself a ticket. Don't wait until next week, uh, because things are quite hairy in the live arts. Exactly. And just in exactly that uh, vein... They remember that the world of the podcaster is also brittle. So remember to subscribe to countries that don't exist anymore yes. uh, <laughs> and buy our merchandise at some point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love Let's it. We're the this this we're coaster the is still we're, going strong. We're the this victims. Absolutely yeah, we're the victims now, Phil. Is that real yes. hard? That's real hardboard as well. That's. That will house a cup of tea. Countries that don't exist anymore. We'd just like to say thanks once again to Mike for coming Thank on. Thank you, Mike. Tw twice, friend twice of the show. appearance, friend of the show. Make sure you listen out for Mike's shows. Uh, also support live comedy. And also do not miss our next episode, as we said before, on the Soviet Republic of Bavaria. And Woo! remember... 
And remember to always to, to, ways keep, to keep, keep, keep your friends existing. Your, make sure you've got some friends. Make sure your friends and then existing. Make sure they will be existing also. Countries that don't exist anymore. They used to exist, but not anymore. Now you know what this podcast is for. It's countries that don't exist. Real.